Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Eating Alone in My Car show uh, with your host, So Sad Today. I really am in my car, um, but I'm, I'm not really in my car very often as much anymore. Um, so this might become the Eating Alone in My House show, um, but whatever, you know, nonetheless, here we are. I just, I always like to give you an accurate accounting, you know, of where I am. I never want to, never let it be said that I wasn't honest with you. I mean, you know, honest, uh, let, let's be frank. Like, you know, there, there's always those parts of ourselves that we're able to be honest about, you know, I'd like to think I'm not performatively vulnerable, but there's definitely spa- like areas of my life where it's much easier for me to be vulnerable, where there's other areas of my life, mostly like the things that are, are very that I find that I think are very like boring or unseemly or that, um, but not unseemly. I'm like, uh, I don't know. There's easier things for me to confess. And then there's like naughty, like I'm trying to think like, what is like a not easy thing for me to confess? Well, you, you know, I, I have confessed my former proclivity for jam bands when I was younger. That, that, that's a hard one. You know, that's, a, that's a real hard one. I think when I, when I got over that hump and I was able to say yes, I was a suburban bitch who liked the jam bands. Um, that was definitely like a big moment, I think, you know, and really facing and owning, owning who I am, you know. Um, but so anyway, um, today I'm having Hershey's chocolate eggs. Um, we had a we had a ba- big bag of them in the house, and so I'm just going out for a drive. Um, I might stop at Gelson's, uh, supermarket and get some stuff. I have, um, I might mask up. Um, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I I have to really just, uh, my husband's going to send me the list of what he thinks we need. And if it's like, you know, a lot of stuff, Oh, I'm driving by the, the Didi Hirsch suicide prevention center. Um, all right. Well, um, anyway, so but so I might go to um, Gelser's depending on how how dire this like the kind of you know the stuff is that we need. But in any event, um, here we are. Here we are in a crisis. Um, so somebody emailed me and they asked how I. Sorry, I, I can't read the email while I'm driving. Let me just pull over. So I don't cause any issues. Somebody emailed me and they had a request. They wanted to know. Anyway, yeah. So I'm eating Hershey's chocolate eggs. I mean, I, I don't know. It, they're fine. It's just it's just fucking chocolate eggs. You know, it's like the same as a Hershey's Kiss, but it's egg shaped. Um, when it comes down to it, I think I prefer the Kiss because then you get to kind of dig the point into your gum and sort of get get a little bit of it, it's sort of like a like a gentle self harming. You know, like you're not actually. It's sort of like a simulated. Um, it's sort of like when you have fantasies that like, you know, maybe like you, you don't want to do with another person, you watch them on porn, like the digging of the Hershey's kiss into like that place in my gum where it causes pain, but not like intense damage is sort of my way of, um, you know, a gentle self-harming. Um, but so somebody emailed and they asked, um, they had a question or they had like a thing, a topic request. Okay. Um, oh wait, let's see. 
hold on. They asked, I don't know where the email is, but it doesn't fucking matter. You guys don't care. Um, but so, oh, here it is. All right, Marta. Um, I wanted to ask um, how, oh, being an artist during the COVID-19 era. So basically, like, how do you do it? How do you do it? Um, they feel repulsed by how quickly people are turning a fucking world crisis to a way to make money of. Definitely. I too feel repulsed, Marta. Um, you know, it, it, it makes me, um, you know, but like, I feel repulsed by a lot of things. I feel like there's a lot of things people use to make money off of and whatever. I, you know, I, I'll monetize my own internal pain, but I, I'm not going to monetize the suffering of anyone else. You know, that's sort of, um, Okay, but she asked, but for a writer, how does this affect your everyday creative life? And are you conflicted between the should I write something vaguely dramatic but with a reassuring end and get the money visibility? And the fuck this, I'm not going to buy into the capitalistic market of immediate profit over... Okay, so um, basically, it's, you know, I was, I'm trying to work, not because of COVID, 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 I don't know, I don't know, I think I'm pronouncing it not right, COVID, Um because of COVID, um, or not because of COVID rather, just in general, I've been trying to sort of, um, like, like my weakness as a writer is action and drama, you know, because I come from a poetry background where nothing actually has to happen. The poem has a turn, right? There's always a turn in a poem, usually. And for me in a satisfying poem, there's a turn, right? But like, the turn isn't necessarily, it's not something that happens externally. It's, it can often be a very internal turn. It can be like something that is a, a magical turn. It can be barely perceptible. It can be a spiritual shift. It can be an emotional shift. It doesn't have, which I think is interesting because like, right, like when we read something, we want there to be change on some level, right? Like whenever I get notes a lot of times or edits on, on books or, or stories, it's always like the character didn't change enough. Right. Which I don't know. But so like we want there to be change, but, but in terms of like drama, dramatic action, like that is action is my weakness. So I've been trying, I tried to write a short story recently. I was like, okay, I'm going to make this action. This is going to be action. And I'm, I'm writing a bunch of short stories now and I'm setting them in Las Vegas, number one, because I mean, I don't know. I've, this is the first one I've done, but number one, I'm doing it because I think that Nevada, 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 like Vegas to me, like, especially like the suburbs just feels very like rich, like, like, right. Like, like, like fertile because it's almost like so like so vile that so like odd and and just sort of like so suburban like so America that it just um I don't know and and the other reason is I guess is a monetary reason I'm, I'm gonna be spending a lot of time there should we all ever come out of hiding to be hanging out with my niece so um I want it to be be able to like write it off on my taxes assuming I'm able to sell these stories and actually make like a dollar off of them so so um but anyway so I wanted to write this story I was like uh, like, let's write a story where actually something happens. Like, let's, something should happen. So I wanted to, like, somehow, like, I, I don't know, I had this whole idea for, like, it involves an alien landing outside, an alien, like, like a spaceship, alien landing outside of Target. By the time I finished writing the first draft of this story, the alien landing had only happened in this woman's head. And it was basically, like, her, like, it did not happen. And it was, like, her vision. It was, like, her sort of, um... 
it was her. This is this is just riveting. I really I think I've lost all ability to talk. That's why I'm like I haven't really been recording because I'm just like I just want to like I just want to like chill and like you know listen like when I'm the few times in my car like I just want to be like listening to the audiobook of Wuthering Heights like I can't deal with the sound of my own fucking voice um it's kind of like the less I'm like the less contact I have with people the less contact I like want to have you know so I'm just kind of like uh but um like oh my voice like oh trying to tell a story like trying to do anything like I'm just you know like like oh you're worthless basically you know the worthlessness but so the worthlessness that greets me every day at at dawn at the crack of dawn you know that wakes up before I do and it's like what's up so anyway but so it didn't work out the action I mean it might end up being like a cool a cool story brah cool you know it might be cool story brah I love cool story brah I have a t-shirt I have a cool story bro t-shirt I just love cool story bro but Um, you know, it might end up being, I also really like my new favorite one is lose the tood. I love lose the tood. I want to lose the tood shirt or like maybe not a shirt. I want like a fridge magnet. I want to lose the tood fridge magnet. I don't know. There's something that just brings me a lot of joy in lose, lose the tood. Um, but yeah, I love cool story, bro. But so anyway, it ended up being that like the alien invasion was really just her using the idea of like an alien invasion and like she's asking herself well if like like basically she's bored of like like fucking the same person and she's like okay well but maybe if there was an alien invasion and I chose to stay so that I could like be with him then like I wouldn't be as bored because I could always tell myself like well you chose this you know which like then she realizes it's like faulty and whatever and but then she also realizes like even if she went on the spaceship like and we're like fucking an alien like eventually she'd get fucking tired of the alien like there's not enough infinite space don't steal my idea, you guys, by the way, because this story is still nascent. I mean, it's like the draft is written, but it's going to be a while. So anyway, um, so nobody steal my idea. But so, um, so, all right. So I feel that I, even if I wanted to like do a COVID like monetization where it's like a hyper dramatic, I don't think I have that ability, you know, like I think I, I, some writers, I guess, like really evolve and change. And I think like, I'd like to think I've evolved and changed. And I definitely try different, like I try to work on my shit and I try to like grow or I, you know, just like whatever I try to whatever, you know, I'm trying to whatever, but I don't know that I have necessarily like the capacity to like really hone it, like to really like monetize, like I just don't feel like I have that control. Like, I kind of feel like so much of my shit's just, like, internal. So maybe I guess I could talk about, like, the internal experience. But I don't know. So no. So no, I'm I'm not doing that. But all right. So here is... So if I have any tips for being an artist during COVID, um, I would say one thing is to have no self-esteem. Um, I have, I have no self-esteem. As I said, every day I wake up and I'm worthless. Um, so I feel that for me, art or making stuff, I I'd say I'm driven half by fear, the fear that I'm going to become nothing. And so I just like do it. And I'd say the other half is, um, maybe like just sort of an itch at living in the world and like an inability to kind of like like, I'm like, why, like, why, like, like, what is this? Like, why, why is this? Like, what, what, like, what's going on? Why am I here? I feel itchy. I'm uncomfortable. And I've, I've kind of described like being a writer as my, like, I feel like I'm a clam with sand in its shell. And I just keep creating, like, 
I, I secrete this milk, that's the writing. And like, in order to kind of just like, kind of, um, like the way an oyster secretes the, whatever the oyster juice and it goes around the sand thing. And then eventually it forms a pearl. Not to say that my writing is all a pearl, but I think that that's sort of what happens. Like, it's almost like, it's like my writing for me, especially like is in a lot of ways, like a knee jerk reaction to the world. Sometimes it does come from a place of like having no self-esteem and I, and I'm just like, you, you must like, you will do this. You know, like I'm mean to myself. I'm like, you will do this today. Like you said you were going to do this, like this amount of pages. Like I do, I set very small, even when there's not a pandemic, not, I mean, often, often there's not a pandemic, you know? And, um, and I, I set very small doable amounts, like the way that like when I, when I write a novel, I dictate three paragraphs a day or, and then it's like, okay, you're going to edit like two pages a day. You're just going to edit the two pages and that's it. But I do it. I don't let myself, there's no wriggling. Um, and I also think sort of my anxiety has like, I've been able to sort of harness my anxiety to, um, to kind of torture myself into productivity. But so it's like twofold, right? It's like number one, like the fear of like, being nothing. And so kind of like hard work. I think my hard work comes from my terror of being nothing. I'll say that my ability to work hard comes from my terror of being nothing. But then I think just like the, the impulse to write and that desire to write comes from, um, like a, dare I say, place of, um, I mean, I hate to say it comes from a place of suicidality, but I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm writing to stay alive you know, so there it is. I don't know. Um, that's just me. Now, having said that about the topic of anxiety, here is one piece of advice that I found really helpful as a person with anxiety. So I can use anxiety. Anxiety can be very useful for work ethic, but one thing that anxiety is not useful for is rough drafts is first drafts. I mean, other than like the work ethic of just shitting it out, you know, um, and as someone who's anxious and like tends to self edit and be very self-critical, I really have to almost like play games with myself. Like I have to like encourage myself to let the first draft be as messy and shitty as possible. So I will say like, let it be a fucking piece of shit. And this is like really advice, not just for COVID times, but for all times. Like if you are, it's not advice for everyone, but I mean, if you like find yourself relating to me and, and if you, you are a person who like, like just, um, like is like really mean to yourself and like maybe would like censor before you even write. Like I have to play games with myself where it's like, I'm encouraging this first draft to be a piece of shit. So that's why I do dictation. And that's why I don't correct anything. I don't fix anything. I just dictate it using Siri. I, I see Siri spelling everything wrong. I see that it's all wrong, but I'm not allowed to correct it. Let it be shit. I ha- I'm the rule is that it must be a piece of garbage. Okay. Um, and sometimes some really good stuff comes out of it because I'm going to be editing later. I will be editing later. So just let it be a piece of shit. I encourage it to be. And I really have to play that game with myself. I can, it's rare. I don't like to really like, I don't like to like sit down at a desk and like compose something. Um, I mean, I never at a desk, but I'll, I'll edit like seated in my house or I like, I work in bed a lot. Like I'll edit in my house on my laptop, you know, but when it comes to the writing, like to like, I really do like the dictation or I really like writing messily. I've kind of gotten back recently and this is like newer for me, but to writing on paper, 
like just like letting that flow because it's almost as though like we do so much stuff I do so like everything is computer so like paper almost feels sort of like feels like this weird organic novel like thing but it's not like I write like a whole story on paper at all it's more just like like chunks you know like I'll get an idea and it's like chunks um so that's like another thing um so yeah I'd say that those are um you know like I don't know I I kind of feel like my advice is like don't torture yourself if you're not but also like I don't know how to not torture myself so like and torturing myself I mean, I've said this before on the shot, like if I wasn't someone who tortured myself, like I don't believe that suffering is necessary to make art, but I do think I've been able to like harness my particular suffering, uh, to like, I've used the anxiety, the anxiety of like being nothing to kind of like power a work ethic, you know? And I've used like, just like, um, I guess, yeah, and I, and I've had, but I have had to, like, trick myself, you know, into, like, it's okay if it's not linear at first, it's okay if it, like, doesn't make sense, it's okay, you know, so that's, like, kind of what I have, um, like, other things I've been doing, um, during, uh, like, I feel like during this time, I feel like I've been oddly, like, calm, like, once a day, I will have, well, I'd say once to three times a day, I will have a moment and usually the moment is either number one. Um, I have it. I have it. I ever, there's not a day that goes by that. I don't think I have it. Um, and then I'm going to give it to my husband and he's going to die. Um, what, you know, there's always one time a day where I feel like that. And, um, what I do then is I take my temperature. Cause like, I know that the temperature isn't, um, I know that the temperature isn't like the, you know, like if you have a temp, if you don't have a temperature, you can still have it, but it's like, usually you have a temperature. Like I'm just going to go with, okay. And also a temperature is a very tangible thing. So it's kind of like, like anxiety feels like shortness of breath, you know? So I'm like, it's hard for me to like tangibly be like you do or don't have shortness of breath. And it, it, like a lot of that stuff is difficult, but, but it's not difficult for me to look at a thermometer and be like, you don't have a temperature. So let's just, let's just let's just put this shit to bed. Okay. Um, and then also I think that, um, another thing that sort of, um, I'll like feel the anxiety about is just sort of like a, like a, a real deep, like sadness, you know, like just like there is that, there is a loneliness, but I have to say, like, I feel as though I do have a lot of experience with like anxiety and loneliness and, like some of like a lot of these feelings are not that new like the feeling of terror and fear like are not that new so in a way I feel like almost sort of like I feel like I've been training for this in in a lot of ways you know like all the sort of tools that I've had to use to like like apply to like live with a mind that sort of always feels a little lonely or a lot lonely and always sort of feels like a sense of existential fear. Like those tools are really like coming in handy now. And I've sort of been able to be there, so to speak, without physically being there for people in my life, like my parents or just people, uh, friends, uh, who maybe don't have those tools, never needed to develop those tools, you know? So it's actually like, 
I do feel like in a crisis, sort of, in a way, I feel oddly more comfortable. It's sort of the way I feel. Like, people always ask me, you know, as a sober person, like, they're like, oh, do you mind if I drink? And um, I actually really love being around people who are really fucked up. Because when people are fucked up, I feel like, oh, good, they're not going to, like, remember tomorrow that I was... um, like said something dumb like it really lessens my social anxiety like it kind of um I mean that's probably why I loved being I mean that is one of the reasons why like I responded so lovingly to being fucked up in the first place and also it was like I always felt like this sort of like we can all just relax for a second or we can all like take off our masks no pun intended so I sort of feel like in this time of masking there's a bit of sort of like not everything I mean not everything is so polished right now right? Like we're wearing these masks, but we're also maybe like wearing a little bit less masks. Like everyone's being like a little more honest about like how like we like weird life is. And I feel like more comfortable in that environment than than when we're all just like pretending or actually feeling like "Mm, this isn't weird, you know? Cause like So in a weird way, like I feel that I feel a strange sense of like a unity. I feel more of a sense of a unity and I feel like I can be of service like and it's a joy to be of service from a distance, you know. But that being said, I also I do feel like um, I kind of need to like social distance a little with the texts and, and the emails and stuff like it's just the amount of time on the phone. I also, I don't, I don't watch the news. I mean, I never have been like a news watcher, but I really don't like click on the links. I just don't find it necessary to, to know every three minutes. I don't think it's necessary for me to know like every three minutes what is going on. I don't think it behooves me. I don't think it benefits me. I, I don't think it's like, you know, some, I don't think it's like privilege. I think it's just self-protection, you know, like I, 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 I can find out what's going on. I can get it from myriad hysterical people in my life. I I also am trying to not, when people are hysterical, um, I don't, there's some people I just can't, like, um, I'm avoiding hysterical people and, like, hysterical sort of, because it's just, it, it doesn't. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm like, wait, now you're hysterical? Like, now you're terrified of, like, life? Like, life is, like, fucking terrifying all the time. I don't know. It's just, so, so that is another thing. Like, I'm like, I don't, because one might say, like, oh, well, it's, like, you're privileged to, like, not watch, like, the news every second and not be, like, tuning in. But, like, well, I don't know. No one said that to me. But, like, I'm I'm saying that as sort of... I'm always, like, anticipating what, like, the negative reaction will be to, like, the thing I'm doing. You know, I'm like, oh, like, you're wrong because... But I actually don't feel like it is. Like, I, I feel that my relationship to the internet and clicking and when I do get into all this stuff, it's, it's very much an addiction, you know, like the media is selling me stuff. Like, let it be known. Like, they have ads to sell. Like, it is in their best interest to like change the way I am feeling, to hook me on fear, to hook me on anger. I'm not saying that like I shouldn't tune in and like know what's up and like do my part, uh, you know, and, and like kind of generally know like what is going on ish. But like that every moment being like a fucking junkie, like I don't want that, you know, like I don't, 
I do want the junk until I have the junk. And as soon as I have the junk, it's poison. So, um, you know, as someone who's an addict, as someone who's a sensitive person, who's like not really aware of their feelings till like long after they've even had them or like not really aware that something is poison until like long after I've been poisoned. Like for me, I do not find it necessary to read all the horror stories or all the takes. I also kind of feel like, um, nobody knows a hundred percent. So like mm, the speculation, like it's okay. It's okay to not like, like, you know, read like, you know, like, you know, Jessica, Jessica Smith, like 10 ways COVID has like, will change the world. Like, no, mm -mm. there was one video I saw that was really good. It was this guy, Dr. David Price. I liked it. Dr. David, shout out Dr. David, Dr. David Price. I don't know. It was something on YouTube and it was just this doctor talking from the hospital and it was like really like sound solid information. He's at Wild Cornell in New York. I liked that. I never, I'm not a video sender. I like never send vi- people videos and stuff. Cause I like hate fucking being sent anything. Cause I'm just like, why are you making me do the emotional labor of, an, of like trying to enjoy something that you enjoy and also having to respond? You know, I try, I do ha ha's to memes that I don't like. I recently tweeted like, um, you know, when you do, when you, when you say ha ha to like, somebody's dumb fucking meme you're like you know it's, it's a show of unity and, and brotherhood but um but but I did send this video to a couple of people because I did it just seemed like really like practical and like rational like good it just seemed good David Price I don't know who he is but some guy David Price um so I like that video I feel like that video got passed around a lot like my 80 year old neighbor was like I got this really from across the street was like I got this really great not the crazy neighbor um was like I got this really great video I want to send you and I was like Dr. David Price and and she's like yeah and I'm like I love Dr. David Price we like bonded from like eight feet away about Dr. David Price it was nice it was I do feel an odd like more of a unity with my fellow man and I think it's just because like are people less full of shit right now I don't know I really don't know you know maybe they're not I I, but I, I just it feels there's like a a feeling of sort of like realness that I really respond to, you know, like, like, it's like why small talk makes me nervous. Like I just, it's like, maybe we don't have to perform quite so much. I mean, it could also just be that, uh, we're not with people. Maybe that's, that's it. Um, but yeah, the, oh, and like the other thing I've been doing that I've gotten into, which is just like a strange, I mean, it's, it's like, very late. I always like discover things very late, but I'm really into ASMR right now, but it's a particular kind of ASMR. I like the whispers. I'm really into the whispers, just the whispers. I don't like all the like weird, like suckling or like the, but the whispers, I found this one channel, her, the name of the, it's creative calm. She's like this blonde, I think Scottish woman. She's very pretty too. Like I'm definitely a little like, you know, like Mama's sexually attracted to creative calm. Like let let it, you know, it's not just for the asthma, but um ASMR, whatever it is. Come 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 for the calm, stay for the I I think this I'm 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 into her. But um so she and then there's another one too, I like loon innate. Loon innate. But um I'm putting these on to like sleep 
and like just burrowing into a cocoon. And you all know how I feel about affirmations. Like whenever someone like says, like tweets an affirmation or is like, I love you, you're beautiful. I'm like almost insulted. I'm like, you really expect me, like you're sending this out to everybody and you really expect me to feel like this is for me, you know, like feel like, no, don't insult me. But I have to say, like, I was listening to this one ASMR from the creative calm today and she started like telling me, she was like doing her whisper thing. And she was like, what was she saying? She was like, you are a good person. You are a good person. I was like, really? Like I am. And she was like, you are a kind person. And I was like, I am like real, like really ASMR YouTube lady. Like I'm a kind person. And I like, I felt it. Like I was like, Oh, like, but, but it was more on like, almost like a, we're all children of God kind of a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all, we're all good. Like, but she was like, you have kind eyes. But then she started getting more specific and I was still buying it. I was like, she's like, you have very kind eyes. Like you have a very warm smile. And I was like, well, yeah. I was like, yes, I do. I do have a warm smile. I've been told before that I have a very warm smile. I know that. You know, so I was like, okay, thank you. But I was like, really? I have kind eyes? And she, then she got into, you deserve, you deserve all the, all the things or whatever, like all the good things. And I was like, do I? I was like, yeah, and that one might be a bridge too far. Not sure that I, not sure that I can buy into that one. But like for most of it, I was really, I was like, please keep telling me. Like, I am a good, you are a good, you are a good person. And I just felt so like loved and soothed in hell. And I was like, all right, well, it may be fake, but like a lot of shit is fake. Like Nicorette's fake. I'm addicted to that, you know? Like many things are fake. My 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 hair color is fake. Um, can won't go without that. And like I, it was like she really this shit worked on me. Like I was like yes. Like let me swaddle in this love. And I like it because it's free. You know, in this time, like it's my friend, um, an old friend of mine from the from the alt lit scene, from the alt lit indie lit world, Andrew Weatherhead. He's a very funny person. Um, he tweeted something the other day that was just like thinking about all the money I've ever spent. And I was like, yep. Um, Andrew's funny. He has a tattoo on his chest. I think it said like February and then it, he tattooed over and it got crossed out. And then he said, and it said March and then he crossed out. I don't know. He showed this to me at a party years ago. And then I think he like crossed that out with a tattoo and then he went back to February. He's, he's just like a funny, funny person. But anyway. Um, shout out Andrew Weatherhead. He's a poet. Um, but so, but so yeah, like thinking about all the money I've ever spent. So like the ass Martin, there's like, there's like, there's like the ass. I know like most of you all know what asthma is and like, I am the last whatever, but I'm just telling you for those who aren't in on this, like, you know, like I, I've been going to like the asthma spa. ASMR. My friend makes fun of that. I say asthma. I know it's ASMR. It's not asthma, but like I go to the ASMR spa for like an hour and just like lay there at the ASMR spa spa. Like I'm so I'm into this shit, but again, it's very specific ASMRs. Like it's, it's these two, it's these two ladies so far. I don't, I don't want like the, I don't, I'm not into like, not that there's anything wrong with being into like, you know, that or whatever those like noises, but that's, that doesn't quite work for me. But the whisper, I'm like, just please like mommy me. Like, I'm like, this is the mommy, like mommy. It's just mommy. If you have mommy shit, mm, recommend. A++. So on that note, um, wishing you um, health, for fuck's sake, um, some modicum of peace, 
Um, you know, and like respite, like some places of respite from the fucking storm. And if you are like feeling obligated or like dopamine addicted to like the fucking links, the clicking or the news, I mean, I don't know who I am to give you permission to turn that shit off, but like, baby, turn that shit off. Okay. Because guess what? You can still get the you can still get the information once a day and have like the one panic attack a day. Because um, I've I noticed too that when I have my, it's it's always when I it's always when I'm clicking on the information. It's always when I'm clicking on the information. It's always those moments when I'm diagnosing myself. So let me just give you permission. Um, and also sometimes it's like we don't really want to turn it off. It's like ooh, this is like. You know, it's like why they call it like hurricane porn, you know, or whatever, like disaster porn. It's like, not that we love it, but it does, especially because we're in our houses all day. It's like, it it is a drug. It does do something to the way we feel. And it may not be like a good, a good do something, you know, but it's still a something. It's still that shift. So this is me giving you permission to, um, to like not click. Anyway, I feel like, I don't know why I feel like saying I love you. I love you. I do. This is my ass. This is my ASMR. I love you. I love you. But I really do. I love you. Um, that is all. I'll see you on the flip side. I'll try to do, I'll try to get back to my regular schedule. Like I said, I just haven't been in my car a lot. And when I'm in the car, I just fucking want to be with Heathcliff and Kathy and another soothing voice of like the British woman who's reading it. Um, but maybe I'll just start doing them from home more often. Okay. Love you. Bye.